Hey out there, everybody. Welcome to Caffeination Podcast. This is Caffeination 552, the Spooky Eats edition here at the Caffeination Podcast. If you are looking for this or any of its episodic friends, you can find them lovingly nestled over at www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com, being that it's the name of the show. We figured it was a good place to put all of our stuff. My name is Paul. And my name is Amber. And we are the father-daughter duo who is here to bring you all the best in caffeination, or caffeinated bits, and geek cruft. So we are hoping that you are having a fantastic week. The music that you're hearing in the background right now is actually the intro to the uh, song on the first level of Doom from way back in the early 90s. My daughter has never played this game, never heard of it, so uh, I thought it was kind of funny to, to play something a little bit spookier than our normal. But uh, hopefully everybody out there is having a phenomenal week. We're going to switch into the lower gear now. We have a great lineup for you today. One of the challenges of Halloween episodes are always finding new and exciting stories, making sure that the content is always steaming and fresh. So what better way to do that, the spooky show, than to fill to the brim with delectable haunted goodies. We have found only the best in new and interesting information to give you. On tonight's show, Gritty makes a scary comeback. We've found some haunted lattes, creepy cups of lovely dark coffee. We also have some out-of-this-world news and continuation of of Inktober. So this is another co-hosted jam session with my mini partner in crime, Amber. Yippee. So if you are looking to uh, support the show, you can do so by heading on over to PuzzlePiecePro.com. That, uh, this show is sponsored in part by Puzzle Piece Productions. Design the fits. Need a new website or logo? Let us create something beautiful for you. It's also sponsored in part by InnerServer. InnerServer does not actually sponsor the show. They are just uh, they're listed as an affiliate link. Uh, I have had wonderful hosting uh, with them over the past couple years and wanted to share the, uh, my selection with the rest of the group. Alright, so we have a wonderful lineup uh, for you today. We have Geekcruft, Food and Caffeinated Bits, and then the final thought to head you out on your way. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting show. So, uh, what did you do, Geeky, this week, Amber? Is there anything fun that we did? Yes, we went to the... Oh, oh, wait, wait. We'll we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. Okay, don't don't talk about that one yet. But uh, we had a really busy weekend, though. I do know that we had an ice cream social. We went to the pumpkin patch, and then we went to an event that we're going to talk about in a little bit, right? Yeah, and we also had someone over. Yep, we had your cousin Timmy. So, uh, yep, it's been a great weekend here. The first thing that uh, I wanted to remind everybody is it's still Inktober, so you still have a chance to get in on that fun action. If you head on over to Inktober.com, you can find all the rules and everything. It's uh, one of the fun things that I love to do. So uh, it's basically 31 drawings, 31 days, and there are prompts for each and every day. Today's prompt was chop, and I drew a pork chop being cooked. (laughs) And tomorrow's prompt is prickly, and I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do with that. But I do know that the best thing in the world to do is try and think up what you're going to draw before you start looking at everybody else's. Because uh, this morning I made the mistake of scrolling through Instagram, and before I could think of what I was going to draw, I saw somebody drew a pork chop, and I was like, man, you know what? I could go for pork chops. And now that's all I can think of when I hear the word chop. So uh, that's why I ended up drawing that. But... (laughs) So hopefully you are... uh, He didn't mean to. I did mean to. It's okay. All right. Now the next little thing we have for you over at Inktober, Amber picked out her favorite drawing so far, and that is 
a skeleton in a, um, what do you call it? Sarcophagus. Yeah, in a coffin. But in, good call. In a coffin and with a flower. Yep, so it's a, it's a pretty cool one. We thought we'd just uh, share one of the uh, lovely little uh, things that was uh, listed over there. The other event that we did this past weekend was actually called the Science of Scary. So what that is was a event held by Temple University Ambler. Uh, it was t- listed as Temple, Universe- Temple Ambler Earth Fest presents the Science of Scary. It was demystifying all the crazy, scary things that you supposedly see out in nature, and finding interesting ways around that. So you got we got to meet possums. We got to see an owl. We got to see a possum with no tail, which was really sad because a dog bit it off. Yeah, so we got to see a possum. I, I don't remember the possum's name. Do you? No, I forgot. Okay, but we did get to see a tegu, which is a rather large lizard named Caesar. and We also got to see a skunk. Yep, uh, your cousin Timmy held two rather interesting objects. Do you remember what he held? Um, it was very weird, though, but um, it was a tarantula and a... Cockroach. Cockroach. Yeah, so he held a Madagascar giant hissing cockroach and a uh, uh, fun uh, tarantula. I can't remember the exact type, but uh, it's found in New Mexico. So uh, for anybody out there who's listening from New Mexico, uh, you apparently have them around there. (laughs) So I wouldn't go near any of them. All right. So, uh, yeah, the Science of Scary was a really cool event. We got to see a falcon as well. So we got to see one of the local falconers from the area. And it has a helmet where it covers its eyes. Yeah, so it was a really cool uh, little thing to do. All right. uh, So I linked over to the story about that. You can uh, head on over there and check that out if you are so inclined. And the title is, Dad, you can say it. The Science of Scary. Right? No. All right. Well, the next story that we're going to talk to you about here is any tech support guy worth his salt, guy or gal worth their salt, will tell you to do one thing when it comes to uh, fixing anything. Anytime something is uh, having a problem, they tell you to do this one thing. Do you remember what that one thing is, Amber? What? It's turning it off and on again. Have you tried to turn it off and on again? And that will fix most problems. Between that and Googling the solution, it's one of those things, uh, one of life's little mysteries that uh, it, it's just kind of funny that, that how it all seems to work out. Well, it, apparently it doesn't matter how much that technology costs because NASA has been having a lot of problems with the Hubble Space Telescope. Do you remember what I told you about that? Okay, well, the Hubble Space Telescope, which is this giant floating satellite, which uh, can take pictures uh, incredibly deeply into the solar system, the galaxy, the Milky Way, and beyond, has been having some issues with its mirror and the rotational uh, uh, controls surrounding it. So what NASA did was they turned it off and they turned it back on again, and that seemed to clear up a lot of the issues. Uh, Between that and it rotates clockwise usually, so they rotated it counterclockwise to clear out some of the debris. So I thought it was kind of funny that it doesn't really matter how expensive things are. That's pretty much the only fix for them. 
All right, the next little thing we have from also over at Engadget.com, Google limits Pixel 3's fast wireless charging to certified devices. Now, if you are unfamiliar with the Pixel lines of phones, uh, Pixel is Google's own line of phone. I have the Pixel 2 XL. Um, they come with what is called fast wireless charging. So my phone can charge roughly from next to no battery up to almost full in like 25 minutes. And then it charges the rest of the way and it takes about an hour. Um, well, the, the wireless charging on the Pixel 3 apparently only has the fast wireless charging enabled because it uses a different power setting on Google's own line of uh, stands. Now, they've recently updated the story. When I saw it originally, this was how it was listed. But they've recently updated the story so that it actually is, well, we're working with other uh, manufacturers to make sure that they're all giving consistent voltage. And it... it, it makes sense as to why they would do that. I just wish they were a little bit clearer about uh, some of the information that's coming out about this phone. Uh, so as much as I'd love to upgrade right now, I'm pretty happy with the Pixel XL 2. So, or Pixel 2. You, well, you don't have one. <laughs> what phone do you have? Do you remember? iPhone. Okay, she has an iPhone 6S uh, from her grandmother. Um, but yeah, my uh, I, I love my Pixel XL, so uh, I'm uh, I'm a fan of it. And I'm not a fan of those phones. Why are you not a fan of them? Because they're just big. Oh, okay. Than mine. <laughs> oh, okay. So you just don't like them because they're large phones. Yep. Okay. So can you do a little bit of an introduction to the next story that we got for you here? Read up here. Limited edition NAS sixtieth yep, anniversary six hundred and fifty dollars. Yes, so NASA is uh, releasing a, well, not NASA, they're uh, partnering with Anacorn to release uh, the Anacorn X NASA 60th Anniversary Edition watch. $650. They are only going to be making 60 of these watches. Uh, the only thing it does, as far as I can tell, is tell the time. It's a rather interesting design. I love that it's so clean and so uh, crisp. But, but uh, and it's obviously uh, uh, very highly engineered and very uh, attractive, but it's just one of those things where I'm looking at it going, $650, I'd want it to do a little bit more than just tell time. Wouldn't you, Amber? Yeah. All right. Now, the next little thing that we got for you here, the real dangers of being a society of phone zombies. There's an article from uh, back in February, but it's still true today, because as we are recording on today's show, my daughter has been uh, engrossed in her phone. Uh, she is not paying attention to very much else. Yes, I am. I don't think she is. I could probably poke her in the face. She wouldn't even realize it right now because she has her nose stuck into the phone. But, uh, yeah, the... the, uh, the this is a, a rather common thing right now. You'll notice that people are so stuck into their phones. They're so used to pulling their phones out, and even the tiniest, the, they're even the the uh, the tiniest 
bit bored that it's kind of weird. I mean, if you next time you get on an elevator, just notice that people are very, very reticent to just sit there and stare at the wall or sit there and wait or God forbid that they actually have to talk to somebody else. As soon as people are waiting, if they don't want to seem like they're they're bored or if they don't want to seem like they're ignoring everybody else, the first thing everybody does is pull out their phone and stare deeply into the into it. I, I thought that was kind of fun and I thought that was what go ahead. I do not stare in my phone. Are you kidding me? Not only do you stare into your phone, but you put your headphones into the phone so we can't you can't hear anybody and you can't talk to anybody. So you spend all your time on YouTube. No, I don't. I think you do. No, because remember I wasn't on YouTube when we got home from Timmy. Remember? Okay, that was one time that you weren't on the uh, No, I was on I was off of electronics for a lot of days. Yeah, that was because you were being punished. (laughs) And it's funny because you can punish somebody by removing their access to phones, and it's actually a little bit more uh, useful than removing their access to other things. So, all right. Now, the next little thing, given the same kind of uh, stuff, uh, there's an article from over at Vox.com that says, The Age of Instagram Museums, What Happens to the Haunted House? In the Age of Instagram Museums, What Happens to the Haunted House? You yeah. hate you hate what? Haunted houses? Yeah. Well, you've only ever been to one. <laughs> no. My cousin, he's been on a ride that was a haunted house. I had to go with him. I was like, this is so fake. Not scary. Not yeah, nothing. So, so if if you look at the, uh, the, the latest trend, the latest trend is that haunted houses are popping up all over the place that actually have spots built into them where you're supposed to be able to take selfies. And you're supposed to be able to uh, click pictures or have other people help you take pictures. So they're kind of built around this framework so that it's in, instead of uh, experiencing the things around it, it's supposed to help make other people experience what, you, what you're seeing. Hi, everybody. And I want to tell you about our dog that is in here in here with us and it's very very fun to have him because he is so cute he loves to just cuddle and my dad cuddles with him every night yeah the dog uh decides that as soon as my wife falls asleep he's gonna jump into bed and lay next to me as i'm passed out so i wake up every morning between his legs yeah so every morning i wake up and uh he's in there fast asleep All right, so moving on to the next thing. The next item we have, uh, I know Amber's going to be excited about this. It's 10 STEM or STEAM Halloween activities for kids. So this is Halloween's just around the corner, and this is 10 different experiments that you can do that are all kinds of fun and cool and crazy. And I can tell you about some. All right, and one of them on there, which is the reason that we are putting this article up there, is called Making Slime. So go ahead, Amber, explain what you do about Making Slime. So... First, about the supplies you need is a bowl, a mixing spoon, and also you need hot water, I mean warm water, not hot, Um, and you also need borax. Yep. And what else? Elmer's glue. And you need glue to actually make it, so that's like the whole point of it. So basically you take... Two parts of Elmer's glue, one part water, and half a part of borax mixed with water as the activator 
and then you stir them around until what happens to it? Until it forms. And what did we what did we say that this is called? This is called polymer. Yep, there you go. Yes, <laughs> I got it. I got it. I I I got it. I All right. So, so, so uh, basically, you're forming long chain polymers into the uh, into the glue. It's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. It's interesting to see what the the kids actually can turn up, because instead of just making regular old white slime, you can add paint to it and make color. You mean food dye. You can make food dye, or you could add paint to it and make what. Or, or you can make it colorful. You can make it colorful slime. Or there's like Elmer's glue where it's like already colored, so you can color it again. Yep. Uh, what ha- And you can make clear slime, which we have some upstairs that's lasted for a really long time. Kind of scary. And it is not really slime. Yeah, it's it's turned into like a clear putty. At putty. Um, the other thing that you can do is I've seen people put different... Um, uh, knickknacks in them, so like they they put blocks in there or beads. You mean um, you think they put um little beads of names? Yeah, they put beads and names and letters and all other kinds of crazy things in there. And when you roll them around, the uh, the gaps in the tiny little beads actually make noise, so that it turns into crackling slime. So it's uh, just you mean crunchy. Slime. Crunchy slime. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, between that, all of those, there's a whole bunch of different ghost sl- uh, slimes that are up there. Um, <laughs> you can make a brain slime, which is scary. Yeah, the other thing that they have for you here is actually using the slime mold to and a brain mold to make a fake brain for kids to dissect. So uh, how do you feel about that, Amber? We don't have a brain mold, but what do you it, think? It's weird. It looks really weird, and you can't even tell it's slime. I know. It looks all brainy. <laughs> yeah. You can't even tell it. You could, um, and also, if you want to make your slime soft, you have to use baby oil. You can use baby oil in the slime, and you can also use shaving cream, but what does shaving cream do to it? Makes it really, um, puffy. So that's puffy slime. So there's all kinds or of... Or dif- cloud slime. Or cloud slime, I'm sorry. But there's all kinds of different derivations of slime out there. So just in just in case uh, you, you wanted to know, slime, Amber has it on lock. She knows what there is to know about slime. So there's a whole bunch of different activities up there. I'm just going to read them off. Uh, and also, I watch YouTubers that do that. So the number one activity is frankenworms. We might try this where you take worms and you put different chemicals in there and then you actually can make them dance. Gummy gummy worms. You put it in a little like cup or something and then it like dances by itself. Uh, then we there's also ways to melt candy pumpkins, although the easiest way I can think to melt candy pumpkins is in my belly. Uh, then you have dry ice, alien eggs, uh, making slime, ghost okay. rockets, which I don't know what that is, creepy liquid density, so that's playing with different stuff like that, teabag ghosts, which we're going to try later on tonight, and then the slow death of a jack-o'-lantern and making brains that you pick apart. So none of these are edible, unfortunately. That's why we move into the next section here at the Caffeination Podcast. The food and caffeinated bits. Are you ready for these tasty bits, Amber? No. No? All right. Well, the first little story that we have up for you here is a pitch black crepe cake. It's from Lady M in Irving, California. This 
cake is made with black icing, dark chocolate, and layers of Millie crepes, which I guess are just thinner than usual crepes, but they're stacked on you know over and over and over again until it is a giant glistening pool of black lovely. So, uh, yep, that's right there. That's the first thing. That one's from over at foodbeast.com. The next thing that we have for you here is this uh, over at sprudge.com. This Georgia coffee shop is definitely haunted. So this is a cool story about a haunted coffee coffee shop uh, in uh, Marietta, Georgia. It's Cool Beans Coffee Roasters. Uh, They actually had real live paranormal investigators come out, and they were able to actually get things. Like, for instance, did you know, Amber, that there's a ghost that likes tacos that lives there? No. Yep. And also tomorrow for breakfast, we are... My dad is going to make me a... I'm gonna. Oh yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna make her one of the. Uh, it's one a of surprise. The, yeah, I'm gonna make her one of the next drinks that we talk about here. But uh, Cool Beans Coffee Shop. You can read all about their ghost investigation because I personally find that kind of stuff interesting. Uh, it, so you can read all about that over at Spreadge.com. The next thing that we have for you here is over at Rogers Family Coffee Co- Company. They have four sp- or five spooky coffee drinks to improve All Hallows Eve. Now these are all adult beverages, but the first one is Ghostly Irish Coffee. The second one is Red Eye Sambuca Coffee. Then there's Drunk Ghoul Coffee. Ew, I can't even drink it. Bloody Caramel Macchiato. Ew. And Devilish Mocha. So <laughs> what I'm going to do is actually make Amber a virgin version of the Devilish Mocha. She likes coffee, and she likes having uh, me make her uh, cappuccinos and stuff. But this is going to be a cherry-flavored cappuccino. Ooh, cappuccino. <laughs> so, I love them because whenever we get Starbucks, I get every cappuccino cappuccino and they're just so good just try one it's good yeah so uh she's been looking at some of the different latte art that's around so a cupcake one yeah so it's kind of cool uh the next little thing that we got for you here is for those fine people out there who still have nespresso machines you're constantly on the search for those little pods that you drop in there to make coffee However, they finally come out with a machine called the the Capsulière that lets you build your own artisanal Nespresso pods. It comes with two stainless steel, or rather two aluminum coffee pods that you put in there. Then you put whatever coffee you'd like in the top, and then it's a press that presses down and then locks the lid onto it. So you can load them into your Nespresso machine. You can also load in teas, you can load in spices, and all other kinds of flavors. I have a, I happen to work with somebody who has an Nespresso machine, so I sent this along to her, and she was actually really excited about seeing it. And for a limited time only, you can get it for $59 as opposed to a $128. I, ex- I guess if you are someone who has an espresso and you really like it, this is something that you might want to put on your short list. All right, now the next little thing you that we got. You can get it for Christmas. Yeah, you can get it for Christmas, but we're not talking about that holiday yet because what holiday is next Wednesday? Halloween. Halloween. And Which what's. We have our stuff up and it keeps on blowing down. I know. It'll be okay. But I don't like it. All right. The next thing we have also from Sprudge is 13 positively ghoulish latte art figures. So there's this is all a visual thing. So they have people who've done latte art in the shape of uh, skulls, ghouls, ghosts, goblins, vampires, mouth. They have little ghosts that are bubbling up out of the uh, out of the coffee. 
they also have a pumpkin uh, and uh, <laughs> a coffee and a Ouija board, and then they have uh, interesting Barbie doll's legs sticking out of the bottom of them. I so really you, want a Barbie. You want a Barbie latte? Uh, yes. All right. That now, looks gross, though. <laughs> the next one? This one? Yeah. All right. Well, this is the really scary one from over uh, Reanimator Coffee, which actually happens to be based in Philadelphia. There is a coffee from the most awesome of all sports mascots outside of the Philly Fanatic, the the uh, new mascot for the NHL Flyers. That would be Gritty. So he is in latte art form at Reanimator Coffee. You can ask for a Gritty brand. <laughs> so, all right. Now the the last little thing that we got for you here is there anything else you need to talk about today, Amber? Yes. Okay, go ahead. So. Do you have any apps that you were particularly engrossed in this week? Fruit Ninjas, something where you take your phone and you go on it. You have to slice the watermelon or a other one, which is very weird because then it shows you the inside. <laughs> I and guess it, do the bombs. I guess if you're uh, if you are a uh, a fruit that's a little bit scary to you all right that about wraps it up here today for the caffeination podcast thank you very much for listening along and thank you amber for uh, joining in on this if you are looking for this and any of its other uh, episodic brethren you, you can find them lovingly nestled over at www.caffinatio.com that is caffeination.com if you are looking for us on social media you can just search for caffeination and you will find us because we are on pretty much everything we are the high octane caffeine culture and technology news site thank you for listening and stay caffeinated people and bye bye bye